everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 184, Face to Face with Adversity. On this episode, we speak with backpacker Juliet Peisner, who shares her story about hiking through adversity, not just once, but twice. How a vast forest fire and blindness still hasn't stopped her from going back into the wilderness. Get talking about this topic, just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast. Come hang out with us and be part of our community. We are coming to you live once again from Sedona, Arizona, where we are about to uh, go back into the Sycamore Canyon for the second time. We went back in there in November. We are taking a uh, a guest, one of one of our listeners, you, into the Sycamore Canyon again. Um, and it's been great weather. It's been like like spring is kind of starting to come. We left southern Arizona uh, a few days ago, and the temperature was in the 80s. We get here, and they're forecasting snow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, it's I'm counting. Like... <laughs> I'm counting it as a blessing, considering we're going into a canyon with no water. So I'll take the snow. Yeah. So, so there's two things that are going to happen in the canyon. One, it, it could be cold. Who cares? Second, it could be flash flood. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have. Uh, we're gonna have a pretty exciting time for that. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind of you know uh, warmth, forty mile per hour winds, dust storm, and our dogs now look different. Our dogs now are different colors, and they've got so much dust on them. But we're kind of settled. We're getting things cleaned off, and uh, I think we're I think for a moment we're kind of excited to be back. In Sedona, because well, first of all, it's so beautiful out here, um, and second, I, I can't wait to go back in the Sycamore Canyon again and do a. Uh, we're gonna do a two night backpacking trip, and uh, have an adventure of a lifetime out here for the next for the next four or five days. So very very excited to be back here. Our guests, um, it, they're all prepped, they're ready to go. They actually contacted Backcountry Foodie. We've partnered to give. We partnered with Backcountry Foodie to give our hiking community even more information on how to be at your best on the trail. Aaron Owens Mayhew of Backcountry Foodie offers nutritional meal plans for your next backpacking adventure that can meet your specific needs. After all, she is a registered dietitian and an avid backpacker herself. Both Aaron and Trust the Trail podcast understand how important nutrition is on the trail even more important when you're going into a desert canyon with no water and being completely and solely dependent on really good food and the right food to give you that energy for the trail just go to www.backcountryfoodie.com and use the promo code trust the trail and get 20% off their membership services backcountry foodie also offers our listeners who go on our trips with us specific one on one meal planning as part of their adventure backpacking trips 
just for Trusted Trail. So go ahead, go ahead and check them up, sign up, and start your meal planning. Um, the guest that's going on, who will be revealed in another episode, um, he did it. He went. He's been talking to Aaron. He's prepped to go. He's excited to go. And we're taking him into the canyon. So um, Juliet Peisner is... Uh, one of those people that is just kind of infectious when you start talking to her. Uh, she's been backpacking for a little bit, not a long time, but for a little bit. And she has had experiences that no, that for normal backpackers, I think, that just get started, they would quit. And we were able to connect with a uh, with her on a clubhouse. On, on Clubhouse, it's a new audio app. And we started talking and quickly just formed this connection and have started talking to new backpackers on a completely different new app uh, via social media. So it was, it's been pretty cool. When I heard her stories, I'm like, you, you've got to be on the show. So we are going to interview and talk to Juliet Peisner, who, if you guys don't get inspired and if you don't, if you don't get the gist of what backpacking can do in your life and how you can overcome adversity, I, I, I just don't know what, I don't know what would. She's got an amazing story of what she went through on her first backpacking trip. And then she goes out there and does it again and has another dose of adversity and she still goes out there. So here's our interview with Juliet Peisner. Juliet, thank you so much for coming on the Trust the Trail podcast. This is crazy um, how we met. I don't think I've ever ha interviewed anybody on our podcast before that we met because of an app. <laughs> so <laughs> this, I mean, it's nuts. Clubhouse, Clubhouse has taken over. Yeah, I, I, what, what, I think the numbers are like 20 million people. I mean, it's just wow. nuts. It's nuts. Nuts. So uh, to give everybody a quick background, uh, Juliet and I met on the Clubhouse app and she was talking. Uh, there was a room and we're, they were talking about backpacking. And so Juliet was was talking on the app. It's an audio app and it's a live audio app. So everybody's talking back and forth and you have a moderator and you have guests and, you know, the moderator puts people on on stage. And so Juliet started talking about, you know, her trail life and some backpacking adventures. I'm like, holy crap, I've got to get this person on on the podcast and I was new to the app at that time. And Juliet was like, she almost like forced me to raise my hand so I can go on stage. So I could say, Juliet, I want you to be on our podcast. And I think those are the first words I've ever said on clubhouse. <laughs> so I really appreciate you coming on the show. This is, this is awesome. I'm so thankful that we were both in that room. It's kind of crazy. Um, I also think I already have, an addiction to the app. So might need to get off of it a little bit. Um, but I have created a room through Clubhouse called the Hiking and Backpacking Club. So um, for those of you guys who are on Clubhouse, um, we both, um, Scott and I have been hosting rooms that are specific to backpacking. Um, so that's been really cool to actually get to chat about it a little bit more after our initial meeting in the other room. 
Yeah, I think it was I, I think it's just a great app. And I've had I've had a lot of fun um, moderating that room with you. So thank you so much. Um, so the, one of the reasons why we we definitely wanted you on the show, because, you know, yeah, you're a backpacker. You know, there's there millions of other backpackers out there. You know, why are you on the show and what makes that different? I think the value that and and when I heard you speak in Clubhouse, as far as the adversity that you've gone through, um, which just just blew me away because most people having gone through what you went through would quit. And so tonight I'd like to really talk a little bit about, you know, your some of the things that you faced uh, on some of your backpacking trips that just completely, you know, inspired me to want to share that to, with people, because you know what, we always talk on, on this podcast about mother nature doesn't care about your weekend plans. Mother nature doesn't really care about your through hiking dreams, your backpacking hopes, your, you know, they, she just doesn't care. And so, but you, you have some, you kind of have a different perspective on that. Um, so one of the things I'd like you to share with us right away is your your dream of hiking the John Muir Trail? You got the permit, you went on the trail, and share that first story with us about one moment, one minute you're living the dream on the John Muir Trail, and the second moment you're being evacuated. So I think that's such a fantastic story. If you could share that with us, yeah, of course. It was quite the experience. So to back up a little bit, um, at the beginning of COVID, um, I decided to hike the John Muir Trail with a girl named Steph, who I actually met while solo backpacking in Southeast Asia, right before all of the quarantine happened. And we decided to hike the trail and we went into this intense planning and training and nonstop backpacking trips every other weekend. Um, my friend quit her job, drove across the country. <laughs> we literally did everything to plan for this awesome three-week backpacking trip. And it was everything we look forward to. And then we got on the trail and we were super excited. And day two rolls around and we're having lunch at one of the lakes. And we look up in the sky and a huge smoke plume just fills the sky. And we were like, oh, darn, what is going on? So, did you say, oh, darn, Juliet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you say, oh, darn, or was it? <laughs> or, we, were, or... <laughs> we didn't even know how to react. We were just like, what do we do? Because there was other fires that had just cleared up right before we started and we were scared that something would come up again, but we were just crossing our fingers. And so we just kind of were like, let's breathe. Let's send a message to our family on our Garmin. And so thank goodness we had our Garmin <laughs> and figure out what's going on. So we, cause we had no way to look it up online. So thankfully we got a response and they were like, we have no idea. There's not enough information yet. Cause this happened probably a few minutes before. So, um, the skies pretty much turned bright orange. We were like, this isn't good. 
And we were probably about six miles away from where we were going to camp. So we started just running through the woods and getting going as fast as we could to get to camp. And then it, then it started raining ash. And that's when we really started freaking out. Um, we had black faces, black ash all over our backpacks. And at that point, all you got to do is kind of just laugh it off. You're like, well, I don't get a shower later and <laughs> I'm covered in black ash and there's nothing we can do about this. And all we could do is just get to where we needed to be and set up camp and figure it out from there. Yeah. So. It's, it, it's funny. It's funny that you, you know, you, you kind of laugh off a very, very stressful situation because, you know, you're in the middle of this massive adversity that's facing you. You don't have enough information to actually coordinate your next steps. And so you're kind of game planning as you go along. And yet, you know, you have to find the humor in any situation to be able to get through those stressful moments. And that, and that's all part of it. Exactly. And we still wanted to enjoy the time we had on the trail and yeah, something was going on, but we knew we'd figure it out. And so those selfies were quite funny. We took so many funny selfies, videos. We're like, this is something we're going to want to remember. Um, so that was, that was pretty great. Um, so we got to where we were going to camp and everyone was chattering and everyone's, some people are staying, some people are going and we're just so determined. We're like, we're not giving up on this. We're going to keep going. And we woke up and had a million messages on our Garmin from our family. And they were like, the winds are favorable. The fire doesn't look great, but we don't know too much. So we pushed on, which was a great decision at the time. Um, the visibility wasn't the best, but it was fine to hike in and we were still having just the time of our life. Um, and then day four rolled around and we got a message that the forest closed. And then we kind of started getting freaking out a little bit and it was the, the mood changed and we were like, what do we do? This is getting in our way now of, we don't really have a choice. And what are, where are we going to leave? Are we going to have to leave? At kind of every question was coming up and we just weren't sure what was going to happen. So our big goal was to just get to our first resupply spot, which would be day five. And that was at Red's Meadow near Mammoth. So we pushed on and we found out that if we continued the trail, which we potentially could because our permit started before the closures, um, we could, but we would have to cold soak our food. And I don't know if you guys have done that, but <laughs> it's not very good, but we still were like, we're going to do it. It's going to taste fine. We can continue the whole trail. We were in such denial. Um, and then we got to Red's Meadow for resupply day. And that's when we had to make the decision to leave. Um, we found out people got helicoptered out um, about two days south on the trail from us. Um, and it just wasn't smart. And it was one of the hardest decisions we had made. And it was it was weird. We felt like we were giving up. Um, it felt like, I don't know, it was everything we wanted and everything we'd planned for. 
and we were kind of feeling like, oh, we're failures if we leave. Um, but we kind of had no choice. And um, we ended up hitchhiking to our car, which was three hours away. Um, so that was fun. Two girls on the side of 395, thumbs up. Um, but we were able to get picked up by this old lady who was super nice. Um, she's actually from a ghost town of California, which was an interesting story. Um, but we got to our car and we cried a lot and we were so sad, but it also just, we realized that, yeah, the conditions weren't ideal, but the trail would still be there next year. And our love for backpacking and the backcountry really didn't even change. And so it was crazy experience. Um, but we decided to not dwell on it. And we ended up getting in the car two days later and driving to off to another backpacking trip. Cause we were like, why would we just sit around all sad if we have two weeks of backpacking food, just sitting around. So it was a pretty crazy experience, but um, I'm almost glad it happened. Cause I think it, it taught me a lot and um, it made me just appreciate the trail and backpacking even more. And now I'm going to be doing it again this summer. And I hope to actually finish the entire trail this summer. Well, I think that, you know, we, we've done some podcasts before about, you know, knowing when to quit. And, you know, in, in that one instance, you know, there's, there's some big boy, big adult decisions to make as far as, you know, when, you know, when is fun not going to be fun anymore? And, you know, when is safety more prevalent than, you know, um, your hiking plans? And I, I think that just goes to show that, you know, and I, you hit the nail on the head. The trail's not going anywhere. The trail was going to be there. You know, um, you know, things can often be replaced, but lives can't. And I think that's really important to understand for, you know, new backpackers and, and people that are going out there that, you know, look, there's going to be obstacles out there sometimes. And, you know, sometimes you just can't move forward, whether you come you know, through a, a, to a, a flash flooded river, whether you come to weather conditions that completely change without you knowing about it and you're unprepared for it. And in your case, um, you know, hiking through a major forest fire probably would not have been fun. Although, <laughs> oh my gosh, no, I'm just imagining you know, it. Yeah. You made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, but the crazy point, Juliet, is that, and I, and I, I listened to your story on clubhouse and I'm like, Oh my, you know, she made all the right decisions. She did a great job. I'm so happy that, you know, she got off the trail and then she, you know, that didn't stop you. You still went out there, but the adversity doesn't stop there. You went on another trip and tell us a little bit about that experience because because this is all coming to a huge question at, at the end you went on another trip and took some altitude medication so tell us a little bit about that adversity yeah so <laughs> let's go back to my first backpacking trip um 
And this, this is, I, I still can't believe this was my first trip ever. And I still wanted to go after this. So I was um, on a trip, a weekend trip in Inyo National Forest. And I had recently been given a prescription for Diamox, which is a prescription medication for altitude sickness. And so I got it in preparation for hiking Mount Whitney. And I wanted to try it at altitude because I wanted to see if I'd have any weird side effects or whatever it was, um, just so I wasn't getting those side effects when I was actually at Mount Whitney. So once I got up to the top of the trail we were at, um, I took a half a dose, only half of a pill of Diamox and um, had a great night camping and it was a beautiful trail. And I woke up and stumbled out of my tent to go to the bathroom. And as I'm walking, I'm looking down at the ground and I'm like, I can't really see the ground. I'm like, I'm gonna trip over myself. What is going on? Why can't I see the ground? And I thought maybe I had something in my eye, something was going on, but it wasn't going away. And I went back to the tent and I'm looking at my phone and my phone is super close to my face. And when it's super close to my face, I can see it. And I can see my hand when it's super close to my face. But I'm looking out and I'm looking out at this alpine lake with mountains in the background, trees everywhere. And I can't, everything's blurry. I can't see anything. And I keep opening my eyes, closing them and nothing's happening. And I'm like trying to stay cool. I'm like, okay, it's either from the altitude or it's from the medicine. And <laughs> there's not much else I can do about this. And I cannot look it up because I was out of service. And so I kind of sat around with my friend and we're just trying to think of things I can do. We're like, should we just go down right now? But we had 10 miles of hiking down to do. So how am I supposed to do that without my vision? Um, and so we started, I ate, I took electrolytes. I just sat around for a little while. Nothing was getting better. Um, and we were actually supposed to be out there for another whole day, but obviously that wasn't going to happen. So our only choice at this point was to hike down. And so I hiked right behind my friend and was trying my best not to trip over myself. Um, thankfully she was ahead of me because there was a snake on the trail at one point. So I would have completely stepped over that. Um, at least not on it. So oh that's good. <laughs> Could you imagine? I would have, I wouldn't have even known it was a snake. <laughs> it looked like a stick. Um, so we got back down to the end finally, and it took me quite a while and we got in the car and started driving. And that's when it really hit me what was going on. I looked out and it was dark outside and all of the car lights were just this giant kaleidoscope and I couldn't see anything. And we stopped for dinner and we're walking around this grocery store. And I told my friend, I'm like, please don't leave me. Please don't go near go like farther than an arm's distance away. Like I can't see anything. And so I got back in the car and I just started bawling my eyes out. I'm like, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm not going to get my vision back. I started looking up everything it could have been. And you know, WebMD, it tells you you're going to die. You're 
you're going to lose your vision forever. <laughs> Everything that could have possibly be. Um, so it was really scary. I went to the eye doctor the next day and they're like, there's no damage. Um, you just got to wait it out. So I got my vision back 72 hours later and it was a crazy experience. Um, so the cause was the cause was the medication or the, the altitude cause was the diamox. So it's extremely rare side effect of it. Um, so I just lucky me got the extremely rare side effect on my first backpacking trip. So that was pretty funny, but it was, it was it, the time I got out there made me realize I, I love this and yes, this was scary. And yeah, I stuck around for a little while and it was hard to get through, but I figured it out and I'm excited to do that trail again when I can actually see it. <laughs> so it's not, yeah, you could, you could say, well, I, I love that trail because of the experience, but I have no clue what it looked like. That's funny. Um, no, you know, it's funny because we, we talk all the time about, you know, not like preparing yourself, um, uh, you know, preparing yourself and educating yourself on, on what you need to expect to be able to have a safe backpacking trip, but it's near impossible to plan for the what if, and that's a definite, like, what if this happens? It's not like you're going to go into a backpacking trip, uh, thinking, okay, well, what if I lose my vision? How am I going to get out? Like, how is this, how's this planning going to go? Um, you know, it, you've had two experiences now, um, where you had a very unique circumstance occur to you and it was impossible for you to have prepared for that or to plan it. So what would advice would you give, you know, somebody thinking that they need to prepare for everything? Like, how would you go about trying to encourage somebody to say, Hey, look, you're gonna hit adversity out on the trail. You're going to be in unknown situations. You know, that's a great question. I guess every time I'm put in these uncomfortable situations, I'm pushed outside my comfort zone, but I'm learning so much about myself. And I think the biggest thing is it's always worked out no matter how crazy it is. And I've always been okay. Um, and so I think the big thing is you just have to believe in yourself and believe that you're capable and you know how to use your gear, you know how to come prepared. Um, and I think in the end, you're going to see how strong and capable and brave you really are. Um, and in the end, you're going to be fine and you're going to find so much comfort and inspiration in the backcountry um, because it really is safe. It really is safe and it's so peaceful and empowering if you go in there knowing I can get through any situation and I have that ability. Yeah. You know, um, as you were saying that I, I was, I was just kind of thinking uh, the, the movie, um, you know, the secret life of Walter Mitty, who in the beginning, you know, he didn't really do anything, you know, he just, he's just kind of existing. And then, you know, he goes on search to find, you know, this photographer to find this, 
you know, this, um, you know, this, this negative that was lost and he explores all these great things and he does all these great things. And he's, he's trying to get on this, this online dating app. And at the very end, you know, his resume, you know, it says, you know, you know, climbed the Himalayas, did this, jumped out of a seaplane. And, you know, he has all these, these stories that he actually did that, you know, that created such self-confidence and self and such self-esteem to look back and say, you know, I did that. That's me. And, you, you know, yeah, adversity happens to everybody. Adversity happens in regular life, but, you know, to look back and say, you know, like your resume, I hiked, uh, you know, 10 miles uh, down a mountain blind. Um, I hiked through a, you know, a raging forest fire. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I mean, you know, people look at that resume and they're like, wow, that's uh, great. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty freaking cool. Um, so the thing that we, we, uh, you know, we, we always emphasize on the podcast is, you know, getting to know your gear and really becoming one with your gear. And it's one thing to go out there. Um, and, and I, we, you, you and I specifically had this discussion in one of the clubhouse rooms where, you know, of course it always goes to gear, 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 gear. What's the best, but you know, I've got, I've got to have this, but the truth of the matter is if you don't really know how your gear works, it's, it, it, it starts becoming a little bit more difficult to enjoy your backpacking trip. Um, what kind of go through real quick did you have like the best gear or you know super lightweight gear in the beginning or did you just go out and just go backpacking you know the beginning i i, I didn't want to start super ultra light i i have my luxury items that i need um and I wanted the support of a good backpack rather than just jumping into this ultra light life where you aren't bringing much. I wanted to feel the comfort and have everything I needed to be able to feel like I was okay out there. Um, and I think it was worth having everything I needed in order to feel that comfort, especially if I'm out there alone um, I, I know I have everything I need versus ultralight. I feel like you're, you're taking out some items that you may need, but you're hoping you won't, um, whether that be rain gear or um, a lighter sleeping bag that maybe doesn't work for really low temperatures um, or whatever it is, toiletry items you might need or first aid. And I feel like at the beginning, especially, I wanted everything I needed to feel comfortable. And I think that's super important at the beginning um, to just bring what makes you feel safe and comfortable. And you can, if you're doing a through hike, if you're doing a long backpacking trip, you might want to take out some gear because obviously gear is heavy. Um, but it, it's important to, to have what you need. Yeah, ab absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's a learning process, you know, you to go out there for the first time, uh, second, third, fourth time, fifth time, even. Um, and it, it, you know, you, you get to become, you get to have a trail lifestyle. 
you know, to where there there's things that you like that maybe your hiking partner or your friends that you go hiking with all the time don't like, but it makes you feel good. You know, it makes you, you know, like I'm a huge, huge believer in eating stuff that you normally would eat at home, even for the sake that it might be a little bit heavier, but it makes you feel good. I mean, it just, you know, it just gives you that, that sense of, yeah, you know, it's raining or it's really cold or the conditions suck, but you know what? I'm having some bacon on the trail, damn it. And it makes me, it makes me feel good. So I think that's really important. And not only for new backpackers, but for backpackers that think that they have to shed all this stuff um, to say they're ultralight backpacker, but yet give up some of the, some of the small comforts that make backpacking fun for that moment, even if it's for a moment, because, you know, backpacking is hard and, you know, um, as beautiful as, as it is and, and, and all the things that you get to see and all the things that you get to ex experience, there are certain times where you say, okay, well, this kind of sucks right now, you know, but you embrace it and you just keep on putting one foot forward and, and you keep moving on for, for female backpackers are just getting into it or for, especially, you know, we, we, we take a lot of, uh, we take a lot of females out backpacking for the first time. What, what kind of advice would you, would you give to, um, you know, females out there that are saying, you know what, I would love to do this, but, or I would love to go, but, um, what, what kind of advice would you give them to say, you know what, lose the fear and go. And, 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 and how did, and how did you, or did you overcome that in the beginning? Well, first of all, backpacking will change your life. And I don't know if I'm just saying this because I'm, I've never been one to back down from any type of challenge and I love getting that challenge, but it just proves to you how brave and strong you really are. And I think it all goes back to these social, old social norms that say it isn't safe for us as women to do something like this. But really, if you're prepared, there's no reason it isn't safe. Um, if you plan well and you pick the trail that's comfortable for you and you know your gear and you know that if something doesn't feel right, you can turn around, there, there's no issues and you can do it in the end. Um, and I think the other big thing is don't let not having someone to go with stop you from going. Um, if you don't have someone to go with, go solo. It's so peaceful and so empowering. And it might sound crazy and scary at first, but once you're out there, it's, you'll feel so confident and it's, it's, it's really nice. And you're going to learn so much about yourself and, I think appreciate nature and this beautiful world even more. Yeah. I would say, you know, don't let the fear of, of what if, and don't let the fear of everything, you know, playing mind tricks in your, you know, your mind control you um, because it does, it does teach you so much about how you react to things. It teaches you how to overcome certain things. It teaches you how to be okay, being uncomfortable, all these things 
that can relate into a normal life. It just, it becomes such an addiction, uh, the empowerment of how backpacking makes you feel. Yeah. I, I, I really truly believe that backpacking um, does quite a few things. One, it builds self-esteem, builds self-confidence, but it teaches you to walk through obstacles. It, 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 it just instinctively teaches you that, you know, you know, the one thing about backpacking and being out in nature is that there's a realization that you are not in control. And, and we give that up. We're, we, we give that up so easily. You know, okay, you're in the wilderness. You're not in control of anything. But yet, as soon as we leave the wilderness, we think we're right back into control. We, we control everything. And I truly believe that backpacking in that sense, you know, kind of, kind of gives us that realization that, yeah, I'm not in control in the wilderness, which is cool. I'm probably not that much more in control when I'm not on the trail either. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, avid backpackers can kind of get through adversity a little bit easier because, you know, let's face it, you know, if, if you can hike, you know, in, in, when ash is falling all over you, and if you can hike down a mountain where you can't see, <laughs> then you're going to be able to handle other obstacles in normal everyday life. Just maybe, just maybe a tad bit easier. Would you agree? I couldn't agree more. I feel like it has changed me so much in such a good way. And I feel like I not only appreciate just the little things, like even just something like filling my water in the fridge and not filtering it or sleeping in my bed or a nice warm shower. It's not even just that it's, I get to situations where something's wrong or something's hard and I'm able to think through it a little better. And I think being out there, it just, it makes you realize that there's more to stressing out about the little things and the hard situations you get in, in real life. Um, and no matter what you come out on the other end and you're okay. And I think that's been really big for me to understand. Well, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show. I, I, I was so, um, so inspired by, by your stories and, uh, you know, we've been, we've been doing this for, for a minute and, uh, uh, there, there, there are often people that just kind of come into your lives that um, remind you that, um, you know, backpacking and that lifestyle, um, nature, trying to connect with nature uh, does really, really teach you how to some overcome some stuff. And, and I, I'm just so excited to have met you on clubhouse. I cannot wait uh, for you and I to, um, you know, just, uh, just share that knowledge with, with other people. And, and, uh, and I, I think, you know, one of the venue or one of the opportunities that I think, uh, that app will offer is, you know, real life, live Q and a to get, you know, to hear from real people that have done it, that have been out there. And I just think that's a really a genuine opportunity. So Juliet, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, just, uh, it was it was fantastic. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. And yeah, I hope I hear you and I talk in some of these clubhouse groups more. Um, so my hiking and backpacking club will be hosting rooms pretty weekly. Um, and I also, for those of you who are interested, have um, started a backpacking blog, um, which is called backhackerbabe.com. Um, and it's just starting out, but I'm providing tips and tools to plan safe and stress-free backpacking trips. And so I'm giving itineraries and gear lists and just going through the how-tos for any level. And so I really hope that you guys are able to find so much comfort in the backcountry like I do. Yeah, I read your uh, your winter backpacking blog it was awesome. So, and they you're also on Instagram, you've got a website and then you're on Clubhouse, correct? Yeah, my Instagram is Juliet Peisner. Just my awesome. full name. Very cool. Well, Juliet, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate that. If you enjoy this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, any of your favorite podcatchers and give us a review. Say hi. Say, we love the podcast. We hate the podcast. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. We always enjoy uh, uh, reading our reviews and connecting with you guys. So go over to your favorite podcatcher and give us a review. Our podcast are all about inspiring you to get outdoors and do the things that you want to do to build self-esteem, to build self-confidence. In the meantime, make sure you go to trustthetrailpodcast.com and sign up for specific emails about trips, meetups, and events. We are working on Zion National Park. Hold on. We're going to have a couple different trips, a couple different meetups and events. Hold on to that. We are working on that very dil diligently. We just set out a newsletter today um, about some other articles that we've written that pertain to backpacking, and um, we're pretty excited about that. We have one more spot. I think that's gone, but I'll say we have one more spot on the Grand Canyon trip. I pretty sure I think that's taken, but we'll see. Shout outs to our lovely and amazing Facebook members and our patrons who help support our podcast. If it wasn't for you guys for supporting, we really super appreciate that. Angela Salas, Kim Caverman, Brother Bear Jalang, EJ Newell. We'll see you in a few days, EJ. Becky Wenger, Helene Prophet, Ted Jones, Bob Esser, Jeff Nyman, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Lisa Pruitt, Mike Pellett, Brad Wolf, Suzanne Johnson, Gary Busia, John Phillips, Shirley Nutt, Rick Hornick, Jesse Wolfen, Ethan Corona, Jordan Lenkrek, Suzanne, Susan Adams, Jill Ryder, and our newest patrons coming across. We'll see Jill and some of the other people, Amy, possibly Becky next month. Patreon, if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcasts or content creators. All you need to do is create an account and go to Trust the Trail Podcast and as little as $2 a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. Our podcasts are always available. iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, all the big ones, Amazon, Google Play, all of them. If we're not on one though that you listen to, we're we'll get on there for you. Just make sure you let us know. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trusted Trail, 
and our Trust the Trail Facebook page. Remember, the trail gives you everything you need, especially self-esteem, self-confidence, and the ability to move through obstacles in your life. So, Trust the trail, you guys. Bye. Bye.